Hello and welcome. You're listening to the Net Positive Podcast. A podcast which educates and inspires marketers, product managers, and companies in the best way to generate and optimize your flows. We're your hosts, Matt Brown and Jess Walker, and we will bring you the latest on how to improve your sign-up flow, increase your leads, and grow your business. Let's, Let's jump, jump in. in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Net Positive Podcast, where we speak to brilliant minds in product management to bring you insights for your business. Today, we're speaking with Magda Griffiths, the Senior Product Manager at Gumtree, which is part of eBay. Magda brings years of experience in product management, from working at 9MSN to presenting talks at Vivid Sydney and being an instructor of product management at General Assembly. Today we discuss how data is used at Gumtree, what ethical dilemmas are involved with using customer data, how to involve the whole team in building product features, and much more. Let's dive in. G'day, Magda. Welcome to the podcast. Great to be here. It is so awesome to have you. Um, for the listeners, we were just geeking out for a touch on the <laughs> fact that Magda started out in pre-press and so did I. So that was kind of a, a random thing. I found somebody who actually knows what that is, which is, which is awesome. <laughs> I sat here knowing nothing. <laughs> Shows our age. <laughs> uh, so I'd love to dive into your background. So obviously starting out in print and going into all forms of digital media, uh, most recently uh, an educator at GA and also at eBay. We'd love to just hear a little bit about your journey. Yeah, um, so I've always been fascinated by media um, and everything to do with media, uh, so from advertising through to the content itself. I sort of thought the future is going to be in digital and um, and that's where an opportunity at uh, MSN came up, 9MSN, uh, which was a joint venture between ACP, um, Channel 9 and Microsoft. Yep. And I was brought in to um, bring in the content from print and uh, TV and digitize it so that it was um, SEO friendly. And this was also back in the day where like SEO was at its basic, you know, keywords, yeah. um, the linking structure and I, and I did that. And then I ended up working there for a number of years. And um, there was also when I actually um, learned about product management and um, you know, how to decide uh, what are we going to build um, and also looking at data to be able to determine um, you know, are we building the right things? Um, what can we commercialize? Um, and how can we ensure that that's the right thing for our customers? Mm. Uh, and then I worked briefly at News Corp um, on a few titles there. But um, my main uh, proudest moment there was uh, working on MX, which was the commuter uh, newspaper, which yeah, was totally. handed out. I loved that. <laughs> It was like Twitter, but before Twitter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Am I supposed to know what this is? Um, no. Okay. <laughs> but it was a con- it was a piece in the paper where people really like to um, like send send, uh, send each other messages like you know to the person that catches the H twenty one train. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, I, I'd like to take you on coffee. <laughs> every single person in Sydney or Melbourne was sitting there going, "Please, please write about me this week." <laughs> yeah, and then fast forward to where I am today, which is um, as part of uh, eBay Classifieds Group. Group, um, I'm working on Gumtree. And there I'm responsible for uh, connecting users with um, so the, the, the connecting piece of the journey. So where mm-hmm. buyers and sellers connect and meet, uh, that's where I'm, uh, that's, that's part of my remit. So messaging itself, ensuring people are safe, and also um, payments. 
because of course, you know, as we're moving towards a cashless society, we want yep. users to be able to um, transact easily and then the advertising piece. Um, and finally, after that, we want them to keep coming back. So you've just bought whatever it is yeah. on, on Gumtree. How do we bring you back? And that's the acquisition and re- retention piece that um, I'm responsible for. Are you also working on the onboarding flow for Gumtree as well? So I work with the marketing team mm-hmm. on ensuring that we get the right messaging to our customers um, at the right time. The onboarding flow um, has been, uh, we've made various uh, experimentations Mm -hmm. from, okay, well, how can we learn more about the user? Um, That ended up being too much of a, um, it it prevented people from actually doing what they wanted to do, which was actually find something or sell something. Mm -hmm. So we really had to simplify that and um, identify other areas of where we could actually um, find those moments to be able to tailor um, Mm -hmm. a user's experience. And we found that um, we're already collecting a lot of our users' um, behavioural data, clicks Mm -hmm. and what they're doing, clicks or taps, um, what they're doing on the site um, to be able to use that. So we don't actually have to ask users, like, what do you hear for the site? You know, if they're here to buy or sell, we can see that from their usage and then um, use that information to then tailor that for for when they come back. So um, an example could be if we know someone's coming to our site weekly, you're quite unlikely to see advertising from Gumtree in relation to banner ads or on Mm. Facebook. You're already using our uh, our platform Um, and we can use that for people who maybe haven't used our site for you know, 90 or so days and then bring them back. And then the onboarding from, from that perspective um, would be just like anyone else. Um, but we're always experimenting and looking at ways of improving that customer experience and that journey. Obviously, you've been involved in in the web since the web was a thing. I'd love to kind of dive in a little bit more into how you've seen sort of data and data management evolve in product management and where do you see it going as well? Um, so I think there's a, you know, it depends how an organization has their data stored and what mm. they're collecting. Data can be stored in various forms from analytics to um, other other various platforms. And I think the challenge most businesses have is actually centralizing that and have the right use cases to be able to um, understand what is best for the user. Mm. So ensuring that it's timely, it's relevant, um, and it doesn't have that creep factor. We've been spying on you, creep factor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we want to avoid Why that. Why are you selling means. that thing? <laughs> <laughs> but using it to really um, enhance a user's mm. experience. I, I think even when I worked with chatbots, we had a lot of information that we could utilise, but if it's not structured or stored mm. in the right mm. way, it's difficult to use. And really getting the foundations right is key to making the next leap. And then that's where we understand sort of well, what use cases, um, what are we trying to achieve? What are the goals of this? And really why? Why are we trying to do this? Mm. Um, and, and the why shouldn't just be for revenue purposes. I mean, that's every business's goal. But, yeah. you know, there's other, you know, is it to grow a particular feature? Is it for, for adoption feature mm. adoption? I work quite closely with our user experience team to understand, you know, what what, what signals um, that we're currently collecting um, make sense to improve that customer's journey. 
I also quite like when I'm told what I want to buy because you guys know what I want to buy based on my behaviors and there's lookalike audiences like me like well they like it so you're gonna like it and you're always right (laughs) you're always right I want to touch on um, you mentioned stickiness before and retention within the app what things have you implemented to ensure that stickiness and to ensure that they keep coming back and using the app we also utilize email Mm -hmm. and push notifications if you have the app installed yeah again we don't want to spam our users with um, you know, inundating them with multiple push notifications mm. or um, or emails, um, and we're working with a partner to uh, which has allowed us to implement various limitations. Um, but as a business, we and with customer um, through customer research, we've identified the sort of uh, messages and emails that people actually want to know about. Mm. Um, so really those strong uh, strong user intent. So um, watch list is one. You know, we can send you an email or push notification to keep you coming back. But, again, it's got to be um, relevant to the user. And, then of course, we have marketing emails and so forth, but we limit those to, say, monthly um, with new product updates and, and other things that customers can do on, on our platforms. You've been involved in building a bunch of new products over the years, and you've also worked with with you know teams of all varying different sizes. Um, I'd love to get your thoughts on you know how do you get uh, the culture right, uh, and how do you create the right culture in dynamic teams to align on the vision and collaborate on the same goals? Like, what are some of the strategies that you've used? So having the right people is key, um, but also in those people, um, you hope that they have the growth mindset. What do you mean by growth mindset? Someone will say, you know, I don't know how to do this. I've never done this, but I will work with you to try to um, make this happen. And also um, having the support of the leadership team to guide and really set, you know, help communicate why we're, why a certain objective has been made. Um, so that's the, the storytelling behind it. Um, and then with my teams, like bring that, along and and repeat that uh, um, as part of various um, rituals. So we work in um, Scrum, Agile, Mm. um, and we have Showcase. So at Showcase, I'll always remind, you know, the purpose of this team is to do this and um, this year we are looking at achieving, you know, X, Y, Z. So that's also a reminder for the team but Mm. also more broadly what we're there for and and really collaborate with the team. Um, So it's not just down, um, you know, bring people in from the organisation, whether they're from sales, marketing, um, from the engineering team, bring them into the customer research process um, so that they are sitting on the one-way mirror. But also have them have an op- give them the opportunity to also come in at the end of that interview and speak to the customer mm. direct. Awesome. Um, and, and that can help um, improve the culture. How often do you guys actually do face-to-face customer research interviews for, for Gumtree? Um, I know a few years ago you did a talk at Vivid Sydney Festival um, around how to ask the right questions. So how do you go about finding the right questions to ask? Um, we run a session every three to four weeks. Um, so that's really, it gives us a, a finger on, you know, well, what should mm. we be doing? It helps as a product managers, it helps build the road um, uh, backlog um, and uh, essentially the roadmap for the future. Um, we also marry that up with real data um, from analytics and from A-B tests and experiments. Um, but then when we do ask questions, it's um, ensuring in, in focus groups, it's ensuring that they're open-ended. 
Uh, we want to go in to an interview um, without our without a bias. You know, often um, we may want to include a feature. Maybe there's like the new shiny technology that we want to uh, integrate into our tech stack. Whatever it is, um, you know, let's let's leave that. At, at the door mm. or at home <laughs> yep. and then come in with really an open mindset and have uh, your customer talk about their experience, their frustrations with certain things. Um, and depending on the goal of the uh, focus group, you, you may probe to, to get them on a, you know, if it's the buying side or the selling side or a particular category such as cars, for instance. Um, so we may um, also uh, probe in that way, but not not to the feature um, down to a feature level, um, and then also being mindful of um, not only what you ask, but how you ask yeah. it. So you can ask someone, um, like, "How are you?" versus "How are you?" Mm. Yeah, and sure. you may get totally different answers mm. yeah. um, by having a neutral "How are you?" You're likely maybe to get some bit more inside or maybe mm. but if you're enthusiastic in your tone then you're yeah, likely to, you. that's right and then also your own body language there's your tone your body language you're not nodding like in agreeance yeah um, i'd find that so hard i'm like what about <laughs> this one yeah. <laughs> so you know when you're aware of these uh these things about asking what to ask and how to ask mm. then um, you're likely to get better insight into uh, what you should build and why you should build it when you think about product management as a discipline, it's such a, a broad and varying discipline. And, you know, your title is senior product manager, but it sounds like you do so much more than just just what it says on the tin, product management. I'd love you to kind of dive into, you know, your focus on go-to-market and growth and retention and how do you explain, you know, to somebody who is new to product management how this all kind of sticks together? Yeah, I think it depends where you work and the size of the company. Um, you may have multiple hats and, and some of those hats may um, have more of a product marketing uh, discipline that's integrated with that or maybe more of sales or maybe analytical or technical. Uh, so each organisation and business has um, has a definition of what product is but also it touches other other, uh, other areas of the business or other skill sets. Um, and in terms of the growth and retention, um, I think that's the responsibility of, well, uh, many people. It's not just um, a product manager's role. Um, a lot of even um, like the sales team, you want people to keep coming back and, mm. and buying with you. Uh, you also want um, the, the engineering team to challenge you on certain, you know, is this feature actually going to, um, frustrate people, piss people off, or mm. is it actually going to help people with their journey and help keep coming, have them uh, returning to the platform and, and using it? Yeah, I think it really depends. Mm. Um, in some organisations, it's very defined, uh, but where I've worked, I've been able to sort of expand out, and that's what I like about various roles. What do you think works better? Do you think more defined or more more uh, choose your own adventure? <laughs> I think it's uh, for for me. I like to work towards a goal, mm. um, th th whatever the business objective is, um, with a customer lens on. Um, and do what it needs to, you know, if I need to step in as, and, and help a team in, in some regard and whether that is that go-to-market mm. uh, piece, um, I'll step up. Um, yeah, I find it hard to just sort of sit back and Love go. It. 
I'm going to have them. Yeah, yeah they're going to do a cold call. Yeah. <laughs> nice. And so I want to touch on the third-party tools that you use within Gumtree. I mean, you've talked about chatbots, P2P payments, CRMs, multi-channel notifications. Like what kind of tools are you guys implementing that you're allowed to tell us about? I don't know if any of it's secret <laughs> that, that you use to, to improve your um, customer experience. Yeah. So um, I can't reveal who we use, mm-hmm. but uh, we, we are using a data management platform and a CRM to um, help us with those signals, um, whether it's looking for the, the lookalike customers mm-hmm. or actual uh, behavioral mm-hmm. patterns and using that to then create features. Yeah, nice. um, but yeah, so they're, they're the two main ones that we use and then we also partner with other like for advertising purposes we do have relationships with different vendors on that side to um, be able to use some of that information to for instance create um, buckets of people who are maybe intended to buy a new car keeping on the car theme mm-hmm. and put those up in the market in the advertising market space and have clients bid for those and have brands um, appear on on our site so we also have those sort of third-party uh, integrations are you using anything to do with AI or or ML eBay has their own um, platform that does that. Um, and eBay is very, um, since I've been working there, um, a lot of the tools there have been built in-house. It's, mm-hmm. I think, more recently where they've sort of looked towards other vendors. Um, but I guess for, um, for privacy and, and for ultimate control, um, we'd like to build in-house. Mm-hmm. When you're thinking about building in-house, you know, um, obviously you can't you can't mention the tools that you use, but what are some of the KPIs that you hold yourself accountable to? Like, you know, what have you found that's really worked uh, holding your team accountable as well from a KPI point of view? Well, we work to, um, we use OKRs, which are awesome. objectives and key results. Those are established at the start of the year um, or so towards the end of the year. And um, each team uh, has an allocated, uh, I guess, percentage of what they you know what each team is responsible for in terms of contributing to those OKRs and for the year or for that quarter we, for the quarter we really know what we're doing because that's sort of short term and and we've done extensive experimentation and discovery we've spoken to users we've done various tests and we've we, we there's high confidence so we know that we're going to build something um, in that quarter or two quarters. Um, but then there's also the bigger rocks that we work towards, which are also part of the OKRs. And uh, some of those still have a lot of uncertainty, um, but each team is sort of set up to um, uh, they're, they're allocated uh, a goal and we all work towards that. And how we do it, it's up to the team. Um, so we may we may choose one big project, like the say, for instance, the data management project. Yep. That was big. That's not something you can do in a sprint mm. or four sprints. Like sure. that took a key part of the year. But we, um, we, we, we do that incrementally um, and ensure that the team is really engaged. The goal is often, um, circling back, the goal is often sort of like a high level uh, already determined by not even Australia sometimes, it's the global. Sure, yeah. <laughs> um, The global eBay classifieds team. Um, uh, but on a local level, we individually can contribute to that and look for um, ideas and features to, to help um, mm. grow whatever it is. And um, it's not just uh, revenue, it's it's also our users, it's listings, um, it's messaging. So, you know, we want people to uh, converse, but yeah. sometimes not converse too much. We actually want to seal the deal quickly um, right. and that's a measure of success too. So, um, yeah, and the teams can also challenge some of those, um, I guess, the, the lower-tiered um, 
KPIs and sort of say, you know what, maybe that's not the right KPI for, for this, but maybe it's this. And nice. we have six key KPIs, um, but not each team is responsible for all six. Mm-hmm. Um, but there are certain features that actually meet uh, maybe three of those KPIs. Well, that's a good feature to start implementing. Totally. How flexible are they? Or are they just completely set in stone? This is what we're doing and there's no way of changing it. If we set something in a quarter, we hope to kick those milestones in yeah. that quarter. Yeah. But if, say, like a pandemic happened, for example, exactly. you, might, you might change a KPI or two. Yeah, and we had bushfires. Um, yeah. So we ran um, a campaign for bushfire relief uh, to help. Awesome. Um, so certain people wanted to help. Uh, well, a lot of people, a lot of Australians wanted to help. Um, and so we... Um, we had a feature, like a little icon to say that this is, you know, anyone that was bushfire affected, these these items may be free for mm. you or so on. And, and this is this was um, done in collaboration with our users who actually said, what can we do um, on your platform? And because Gumtree is a community marketplace and so um, we, we made those and that did change the course of um, the our original quarterly plan. I want to touch now on um, your time as a professor. Professor, lecturer? Mm, no, I have I like uh, instructor. <laughs> no, definitely not doctor. a doctor. Doctor yeah. <laughs> Griffiths Pro- on the product doctor. <laughs> um, so you are a instructor at General Assembly and Academy XI. So I kind of want to. We've we've got a lot of people who listen to this that are brand new to product management or want to get into the product management field. So what does the course look like? How does the is it a six week program? Or how do, how do, what are your main uh, topics that you cover? There are a variety of courses from. Uh, well, there's workshops um, and online uh, sessions, mm-hmm. um, but the one that I've been running for now um, four or five years uh, with General Assembly has been their week-long or 10-week-long uh, program, and that ranges everything from the problem, um, creating a hypothesis from that problem, um, and then going through to MVP, launch, go-to-market uh, metrics and measuring success, um, right through to, okay, well, now it's launched. What now? You know, iterate, yeah. iterate, iterate, iterate. But how? What do we do? Um, so it's really that full product life cycle that um, the program uh, takes place. And uh, we have people from individuals that want to get into product management as a change of um, career path and others who uh, maybe are already in product but um, want to bring in some of those um, firmer product frameworks mm. um, into their business and others, um, there may even be recruiters that want to know more about the product, uh, about product management um, and don't really know but want to hire the right people or help businesses that hire people. So it's really quite broad. If you would boil down the 10-week program into a single piece of advice, what would be the one piece of advice you would offer somebody thinking about getting into product management? I think the most important, the, the, the key thing I've learned is um, don't be afraid to give things a go. And in digital, and this is what I love about digital versus print, is um, when in, so when something's printed, like, that's it. It's there. Mm-hmm. You it's can't turn record. back. Yes, that's right. Whereas in digital, you can um, turn things backwards and they hope it never happened. <laughs> um, yeah, or you can experiment to like a very small portion of, of users. Um, yeah, so I think yeah, giving things a go, take that leap of faith, mm. um, take risks, but as long as you take risks with enough information, so yeah, ask the why, how, what is the right way of doing it, um, and really questioning, um, yeah, the need. Mm. From instructor to 
learner, where do you go to learn more about product management or to kind of improve your own skill set? Uh, yeah, I think BrainMates has, um, uh, so BrainMates is, um, it's a product, they're product management gurus. They're, um, product consultants. Uh, they also do training. Um, but I think they have, um, really great blogs, uh, and, um, they run a number of events that are, um, key to, product managers in Australia, people fly in for them. And uh, otherwise, Silicon Valley Product Group is another one that I follow and that's um – that's Marty Kagan, who um, who was actually, yeah, by chance, he, he uh, worked at eBay a long, long time ago and, again, um, challenges um, agile scrum ways of working and continuous development and improvement and discovery. I, I can say we run in agile ways, but actually uh, we do, but we've applied it for what works our way. And then Marty kind of observes various businesses and um, puts that into a blog and it's sort of comforting to know that we're not the only ones struggling with this p- part of the agile <laughs> process, for instance. And, yeah, yeah so they're, they're my two go-tos. You mentioned um, right at the start, you know, you, you miss the smell of, of print and of, of magazines and books. All-time favourite book magazine publication. What's, what's, like, number one for you? So Rework by Jason Fried. Uh, to me, it's an inspirational book. Uh, it has its basically all images, but the images uh, show, um, you know, better ways of working. You could, they, they've even made posters of these images um, and it's, uh, you know, it's, it has something like iterate, 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 and it's got this powerful image, um, black and white, but um, it, it's just little prompters to mm. sort of like, okay, we've launched, but I have that um, under my um, under my monitor. Oh, awesome. <laughs> and it's just a, a nice book to sort of grab and uh, flick through in any page and just go, oh, yeah, I should revisit this. Nice. I yeah. could get around a book like that. Mm. Oh, it's just only images. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Magda Griffiths, Senior Product Manager at Gumtree uh, within eBay, thank you so much for being on our podcast today. Thanks so much for having me. Thank you, Magda. That was great. Thank you for listening to the Net Positive Podcast brought to you by Upflowy. 